fellas, what is going on, man? It is uh mid, getting well, creeping up on mid-January, man. Uh, so I've had a pretty good start to the year. Obviously, uh, uh, y'all I have spoken before on sports, and I'm a Chicago Bears fan. So crying Jordan face, I won't go there. <laughs> I ain't gonna go there. I don't. I, I'm I'm not angry at the kicker though. He fucked up, but uh, I think some of the shit that's been said is over the line. But it is what it is because the internet has enabled fuckwads to kind of rise above everybody else's, you know, normal discourse when discussing anything. You know, pressing forward, forward, Al. I wanted to do this episode, and this is another, I guess, overall observation of, you know, hypergamy and an economic effect. Now... That is not, okay, just to, I guess, a little disclaimer or spoiler, whatever you want to call, you know, when I talk about these things, it's not to bestow upon women a label of evil or a scarlet letter or anything like that when I'm making any of these points or having these discussions. I'm simply talking about how these instincts. Now, for example, if you want to break it down, like hypergamy in it on face value is a good thing. It's just a woman, simply put, it's a woman that wants a secure environment environment for her children. Now, there, that is noble, but where it gets kind of jaded um, is, hey, look, here's an example. That Amazon guy, the, the, the head honcho of Amazon, is getting a fucking divorce, and the woman is about to get out, run off with a potentially $90 billion of the 160 he has. So he's about to be left with a minority of his own, of his own fortune. And she's honestly, from what research I've done, has had no hand in the advancement of Amazon. As a matter of fact, these people were broke when he started that thing. So I know there's a lot of critique of the quote-unquote one percenters and billionaires and shit like that. But, you know, Netflix, Angry Birds, uh, surprisingly, Angry Birds is an empire. Facebook, Google, Amazon. These empires were built from the ground up by nerds. And... We can say all the shit we want to say about all these one percenters and stolen money and slavery and racism and the white man and give me your shit or you're racist. Like, that's like all those liberal points. I won't reject. I'm not. No, I reject them, but I'm not going to debate them. I'll let them stand as is. But these companies were built from essentially broke, broke nerds, incels, as you leftists and females love to call people. Right. So that isn't to say that the divorce and her walking off with all that money is okay, but it's clearly to point out that, hey, we are going through a situation in the in the West, in America, all over the world, where it's like, now, one of the loudest detractors of the red pill, manosphere, I'll just say initiated, guys, I'll say initiator or smart men, that's my term for it, that's my term for myself, I'm not, can't be a MGTOW because I'm in an LTR, I can't be a red pillar because I'm not fucking taking TRT, I'm not a no-fapper, I don't fucking believe in chasing pussy to the ends of the earth, exhausting all my resources, etc. on that shit because I think it's stupid. But leaving that behind, I think initiated guys are starting to look at marriage as, as the trash that it is, at least from the way the state has, I guess, reformed it. Now, with all those things being said, you have these dating coaches, you have a significant portion of the red pill community, which I call the PUA spillovers, all the PUA spillovers, all these red pill moderates now, which are just, uh, it's just getting, it's getting ridiculous. 
And what this is now, whilst we have this discuss, whilst we have this discussion about hypergamy, let's talk about guys. Like, what the fuck is this shit about? Oh, we I have to moderate this stuff for so, the the intentions of social justice, or I have to change this, or I have to slice up my own section of this and change it to my own liking because men don't. That's a, okay. Men have a dominance instinct, just like women have hypergamy, right? What, how, what hurts with that is men can't follow a philosophy because a lot of these things are philosophical. They're not a group. But men are so stupid, their monkey brains, our monkey brains, me too, right? Our monkey brains are like, lead, 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 take charge, take charge, dominate. And it's like, you don't need to take charge of the ideology. The red pill doesn't belong to the alt-right. The red pill doesn't belong to PUAs. The red pill doesn't belong to SJWs like Alexander Grace. The red pill doesn't belong to alpha male strategies and all the dating coaches. It doesn't belong to even MGTOW. It's just a philosophy, a group of ideas. It's the baseline. It's the foundation. Now, other things can be built on that foundation, but you cannot take the foundation. You can, which is going to be taken, because now we have red pill women. Um, Women going their own way black women going their own way the woman the spear which i just now saw yesterday it's a bunch of ridiculous shit and it's it's all getting out of hand and i'm not saying these different offsets offshoots bastardized versions of what the original ideology should be banned or silenced or anything like that no but my problem is is things start to become excuse my list things get oversaturated and what happens when women enter into something or SGWs, and particularly when both of these groups are part of something, they want to kind of tone police and shut down segments that they don't like. And that's one of, I guess, you know, Turd Flinging Monkey is one of the more recognizable figures in the MGTOW community that people are always shitting on because he has a, he has the fucking sex doll, which, I mean, I'm not going to hold the sex doll against that guy because they're sponsoring him. With all due respect to people who are the chest beating alphas I, I used to call the, the the dating coaches and shit like y'all can talk shit about that you can talk you can have entire episodes Donovan Sharp has had entire episodes about that guy which I'm like if he bothers you so much why talk about him you're giving life like you're feeding the trolls you're, you're feeding the gremlin don't feed the fucking gremlin if it's that bad to you right if it's this evil entity a monster something nobody should do then it bothers you it clearly bothers you dating coach types because the these dolls are an option shit i wish i should have taken or could have taken i can't go back in time but fuck it anyway and i said that out loud yes i did but these things and these communities and these ideas become something that's tone policed and i i i don't again that's not bashing women this is just the fact of what they've done things that their policies that they push things that they like and if you look at the female vote, now, it's articulated significantly better by Miss Andrew today, the YouTube channel, but he correlated another argument against the female vote by saying welfare state entitlement programs and destructive socialist programs all come from the female vote. And he pointed out that once women received the vote in America, which I think is the early 1900s, or I think it was the early 1900s, like within 15 years, it's a 15-year window of the female vote and big-ass welfare states, socialist spendings, expansions of the government. Within 15 years of the female vote in America, the welfare state was established. Same thing in England. Same thing in Sweden. Sweden is a post-child. They actually had eight years of female voting before socialism was essentially instilled. Spain, 
a welfare state. France, welfare state, within 15 years. It's all, all of these countries have had one common denominator. Within 15 years of the female vote was the expansion of the massive government and entitlement programs. What else? Oh, Australia, Japan. Now, Japan kind of backed down. They, they indirectly support feminism. They don't have the state that we have. Like, we have a welfare state for all. There's like, oh, all you need to do is get refugee status. You can go jump on the American welfare state or the British welfare state or the German welfare state. But with Japan, they will only help out, I think, they're elderly and there's just some medical care costs that are covered by the government. The government's not really there. It's not involved in it. But they do, unfortunately, indirectly endorse and support feminism. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, um, so all of these things being equal, those are the arguments these people are making. When you call them radical, when you want to talk about the incel insult, um, all of these different things. And before I get into the meat of the episode, let's talk about that fucking recycled ass shit. And just give me one minute to kind of go over that shit over and over again, because it keeps coming up. Incel is the new fucking coon. Like how black people got a hold of the word coon and like, oh, I can just use this. For my arguments now, I don't even like because people are intellectual cowards. They when, when they talk about all the shit, the 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 activists, slacktivists, the blacktivists, all these people, Black Lives Matter, woke people, all of their activism is like, I sh- I, I changed my Facebook profile page to France. I shared I, I shared something. I clicked like on something. I I openly signed a petition on Change.org. That's their activism. And they want to be like the wokest people ever because they did some stupid shit on the internet with their fucking phone, having first world problems and all the dumb shit that they do. Anyway, honestly, let's skip over that. The meat of this, because I've already gone on about gone on for about 10 minutes. So what I wanted to talk about today, excuse me, are the economic effects of hypergamy. Now, to clarify what I mean, and I'm going to clarify it throughout this episode, is we all know hypergamy floats. We all know that there's a baseline income that a woman wants. For now. Because I always say for now, because we're taking into consideration that hypergamy floats. And that ties into the second part, or just like I'm kind of, I kind of have two topics I'm going to you know, double dutch here, I'm going to just hop back and forth for both, but they're very closely related subjects. So I want to talk about the economic effects of hypergamy and why the state and women have a vested interest in marriage and long-term relationships and relationships in general, because it unlocks your resources to the state. It unlocks your resources to ring companies, jewelry companies, clothing companies, JC Penney's, real estate, clothes, er, everything, dude. Like, are men? I'm serious, but okay. So, when when talking from an economic perspective about why hypergamy is being is a bad thing, I'll just say in today's day and age, it's it's antiquated. It's antiquated for men to be dominant, which we are not. Our dominance has been cold. It comes out in different little areas, especially in in the workplace, on the internet, on your social media, shit like that in the gym, wherever you may do with your hobby, but on a societal level, the male dominance instinct is checked. We are in check like bitches used to be before the welfare state. So, how hypergamy has an economic effect is this. 
let's say, for example, a good-looking woman, seven, eight, seven or eight, her baseline income that she wants from a man is 100K. Now, remember, remember, women don't, women seek out men for resources. Men seek out hard, or the, men want to create the resources. Men seek out, or women seek out men for the resources. Remember that. While they're doing feminism and trying to unseat men from their positions that they've created, and because at the end of the day, men created Western civilization, women just want to take it over because it's easy. Because it's, it's easy to be on top of a mountain that's conquered. But, you know, back on the subject. So, with, you know, you guys knowing that hypergamy floats and all those things, and that, you know, seven or eight, she's a high, well, in her eyes, she's uber high value. And you know how, you know, social media in today's day and age, most women are getting, giving themselves three, four, five, six, seven point boosts. So, I mean, a chick who's like a six thinks she's the perfect girl. She thinks she's perfect. Now, I applaud women for, well, somewhat being confident. I don't think, I think it's a lot of false bravado in that confidence. I think women are associating the fact that men will literally have, that's what women, women don't get. Women think they're gorgeous. Every girl thinks that she's just a fucking queen. First of all, they have a solipsistic nature. So, they all think they're queens and they get all this attention and blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, you could be a fucking gelatinous Majin Buu, just fucking lump of lard. You could be a bag of fucking raw biscuits. You could look like a goddamn pillowcase stuffed with mashed potatoes and male attention is probably still going to come your way. You could be an amputated all of your limbs, ugly, no teeth, look like Mama June, fucking honey boo boo's dot mom and still get male attention. It is that fucking easy. Male attention comes easier than air, water, blinking, sleep. And for some reason, women don't get that. Women don't see that that is just simple, simply thirst. And that 90% of men, because they're raised by nothing but women, have a scarcity mindset. But back on the topic. There is a fucking issue with these broke chicks who have these fucking these incredible standards because they don't make the money that they demand of men, which is awfully funny. They are nowhere near the quality of mate that they demand. But they think simply because they are female that they deserve it. You know, pushing past that, where that has an economic effect is this. That woman will get with that six-figure guy if she's so lucky and start immediately extracting. They're like mosquitoes a little bit. I'm, I'm not being mean. Men want men pursue women in a predatory means for sex in the same way that women pursue men for the resource. Now, if you're a young man and you see young women and she's only worried about chads and hot men and social validation because that woman's hypergamy instincts are not kind of kicked on yet. Like, I, I haven't gone into detail, but look, just quick, look, a really quick cliff note. Hypergamy really doesn't turn on. And it doesn't, that switch, it's like a switch. That switch gets flipped when those eggs start going. And what that is, it's, like I said, it's not a bad thing. All it is, is, hey, I'm trying to find a, a, a stable, happy, or not stable, a stable, secure happiness that she's going to create on her home because women are solipsistic and egotistical. But, anyway, 
the, the creation of a stable and secure environment to raise children, to have children and raise children. So, that's all it is. But, we have to remember that in today's day and age, all of those instincts, those monkey brain, I call it monkey brain stuff, all of our instincts from when we were monkeys and Neanderthals and whatever the hell you want to call it, human beings in their infancy, that shit's no longer in play in today's society. I'm sorry, it's just not. It's time to move on from dominance. It's time to move on from hypergamy. It's time to move on for the six sixes that women love. Like, mainly women need to move on because men, men just want a fucking kind woman that's in shape. And that's nothing to move on from. I know a lot of the fat acceptance and all that is like, men need to move on from wanting an in-shape woman. I think that's preposterous to demand that men deal with fucking fat women. But whatever the case may be. Um, now, I am in traffic, so y'all, please forgive the background noise. I, I have my background music here clicking on the back of this bitch. But, uh, so... It has an economic effect. It's because that woman potentially just gets with that man to start extracting these things. Now, granted, in today's day and age, she has the welfare state and many other options for, you know, resources and security for her children if she has or going to have children. That's why you see a lot. And I'll make another episode about this later. Well, the hypergamy switch and the, the, the prime age for sperm jacking. And this is pretty, I would say avoid dating women 28 to 35 if they're childless particularly uh, you can date them I would say just no long term relationships Those, women of that age is, are they're going to sperm jack you period 99.99999% of women in long term relationships will sperm jack a man to not only get pregnant to get that one urge the parental urge satisfied but they'll also do it to kind of hook the man, oh, we have this child, we might as well get married, blah, 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 blah. Instead of, like, showing the man a caliber of woman that he should, you know, marry, it's like, I'm just gonna get pregnant, and he have to man up, but he better be a real man. Anyway, anyway, so, what happens to that young woman is when she loses that guy, or when she attempts to monkey branch higher than him. So, let's say this this girl, who's either unemployed or, like, a fucking cashier at Walmart or some shit, she just happens to be attractive, right? young and attractive. So this woman is doing nothing but running up debt because she is attaching herself to the lifestyle of the resources that she desires. So why women have a lot of debt and bad credit and fucking maxed out credit cards and account balances, negative, whatever the fuck, because their women aren't responsible. Again, I tell you over, I have made this point and I get why the guys that are radical or not even radical, the take women's rights away, the repeal the 19th guys, while I may, I may not entirely agree with them, because I, I feel like that cat's out of the bag, the cake is baked, you're not reheating cold french fries on that one. I have more so not disagree than I know that that cat's not going back in the fucking bag. So, anyway. These these women, or that particular type, those particular types of girls, you know, the, 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 the above average cute girl who's a quote-unquote attempted to secure the bag at 100K, now, for whatever reason, he may pump, may, you know, most of the time the dude's going to pump it up, a Walmart cash here anyway, or a low-quality bitch that she probably is, because outside of, you know, once the, the, the allure of the sex wears off, the dude's going to, the 100K guy is going to wake up and be like, this bitch ain't shit, and move on. Now, god damn it.
got stopped by a light. Anyway, that dude's gonna move on, or she's gonna try to monkey branch even higher because she's gonna get a taste of that lifestyle. And here comes the economic portion, I'm sorry. And while I spoke up before about how she, how she runs up all her debt, how she's being irresponsible with her own credit and her own life and just fucking putting herself in just, ugh. I've met chicks, wannabe Britney Renner ass chicks, they don't look anything like her, but they wanna be that bitch, the, the, the baller, cock carousel rider, and the chicks are like 30, 40, 50 grand in debt. And bill collectors hitting them up 24-7. I know bitches that use candles because they can't afford to keep their lights on. They're just completely destitute and busty and dusty. But because they're cute, they are none the wiser. Not only are they none the wiser, they're intentionally ignorant of it. Which is funny. Now let me go through this toll gate. Yeah, man, these young women are intentionally ignorant of their own shitty financial decisions. So that helps out the government big time. Um... The government, the economy, the oligarchs that essentially run the nation, the, 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 the real players here, the real people behind the scenes, behind the curtain. The, and I'm not saying there's some evil conspiracy theorists, theorists, the boogeyman behind the scenes, Illuminati, all that shit. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I don't want to debunk those theories, nor do I want to address them. So those will be what they are. Go somewhere else for that information. Um... You have to think about how that's affecting it on her end. And then her mind, the woman's mind, right? And what makes her such a toxic, volatile person to date is that she's had a taste of that 100K lifestyle. So that's nothing less will satisfy her. And as a matter of fact, hypergamy, as you know, floats. So what does that mean? Oh, she's going to want the 250K guy. She's not going to want the 100K engineer. She wants the doctor. She wants the surgeon. She doesn't see that the fucking, you know, the, the, the clock has continued to turn and move as she, while she's blindly not realized or noticed anything, you know, any changes in her body. She's getting fat. She's, she's probably single mother by now by fucking one of these alpha 100K guys or alpha dicks that she rode when she was on the, the social, I call it the social cock carousel. And there's an economic cock carousel. But, um, yeah, so all of these things are going on. The, the years keep dwindling by and dwindling by, and she is now like, well, 250 or less. That's it, because I'm cute. Look at me. So, this woman continues to dig herself in a bigger financial hole, and this is common amongst young women. The, the, the new woman, the new woman, the, the way things are, the way women are, that's what it is. And that's essentially what I wanted to talk about. Uh, as far as that first little portion. And I'll make another... I, I guess I got a second part I need to go over. But yeah, just to cover that, like... Hypergamy literally has an economic effect. As well as it does in the destruction of families and relationships and all types of shit. And that's why I'm saying it's antiquated for women to still be this way. And still have the standards that they have. Not only that, but they're being unrealistic. Now... I hate to kind of endorse, you know, the wheelhouse of dating is the post wall, but at the, at best, it's like, you got to get these chicks either 19, 20, 21, or after the wall, because there's just so much toxicity. You know, you got the young hypergamy hopscotch cock carousel bitches that are just, you know, they're, they're, they're space mountain at Disney. Have your fun. 
you know, go through, if you want to get a fast pass and be a fucking dating coach, you take their advice, get your fast pass, get on the ride, enjoy the ride, and then get in the back of the line, or just enjoy the fact that you went to Disney, you got on a couple of rides, right? That's what it is with those fucking, you know, the, the wheelhouse of beauty. The wheelhouse of beauty for a lot of women is like 22 through like 28. Yeah, I'll, maybe even 29. It starts to get ugly from there. But 29 is that age where it's like, all right, sperm jacking, sperm jacking time. I'm going to get somebody. Somebody's going to marry me. Somebody needs to man up because society owes her a husband. Funny what they call it when they get mad at incels. But um, the next thing and the last thing I want to talk about, not just the next, the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, the government has a vested interest. The government and all these companies and the marriage industry, the divorce industry, the, there are a lot of players here that are, have a hand and actually a verified interest in men getting married and divorced rapidly, frequently. And if you don't see that, you're fucking blind. This isn't some Illuminati conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy theory. This is verified fact. Go look it up on the fucking divorce corpse. Go look at what's going on with the Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos. There is a reason that that women and the government have a vested interest in continuing to keep the institution of marriage alive. And if not without marriage, they'll just do it via child support. But, excuse me. They have so many industries that are in play here that have a, like I said, it's a vested interest. Think about it, the diamond industry. And I don't want to sit here. I'm, I hate to sit here and just name of, name off all of them. So I'll just go into the major ones. So you got to think about how much is spent by cucks and men who want to get married and blue pill men and guys like me, because I'm, I'm one of those fucking guys who bought an expensive ring for a girl, bought jewelry for girls, he went to Jared, every kiss begins with K, all that shit, how much money is being spent by men, only men, men women don't buy men jewelry, they get you cheap watches, they get you, a, they get themselves lingerie and have sex with you, and that's the, mo- the best gift the vast majority of these women are offering, guys, in relationships, so... Or they'll spend your own money on a gift for you, which is fucking hilarious. Um, So you have that. You have the jewelry industry. And one of the bigger ones is real estate. Now, believe believe you me, I recommend single dudes go get the house. Not so much the house of their dreams, but do that while you're single. Don't do that while there's a bunch of cackling hens fucking clacking their fucking jaws on the side. Involved in your your investment and what you're doing, etc. Do that while you're single. Get your house. Show the bit you know, because I think uh, what's a good example? Look, Tom Likens is a great example for that. Now, granted, he's a multi-millionaire, so he's like, I got my you know multi-million-dollar house, and um, he's like, a lot of women will want to get a piece of that. Now, for you as a regular guy, let's say you're a regular average guy, you make 60, 70, 80, 100k. If you want to get you a nice 200k spot. And start paying that bitch off. Now you can pay it off faster when you're not with a woman than when you are with a woman. And that's one of the things when I talk about the economic effects of hypergamy. Because when you're single, when you're doing your own thing, and if you're not one of these thirst demons, you're not a pussy hound, nothing wrong with it. But let's talk about a pussy hound versus a dude that's on his grind, focused, doing his thing. That dude who's literally singularly focused on goals, trying to achieve something 
actually taking full possession of his 20s. That's one of the greatest regrets I have in my life. I would give anything in the fucking world to get my 20s back and take possession of those 10 years that I could have spent chasing a goal, working on retiring in my 40s. Like, there's a book, actually, a bunch of, like, that's why I envy the MGTOW community, because the young men have this opportunity to retire at 40. Because there's a book a guy wrote about retiring with 250K in your fucking 40s, or 30s, if you're smart enough. And I could have spent that time of my 20s actually doing something fruitful like that instead of pursuing pussy. But I chased the pussy to the ends of the fucking earth because that's what I was programmed to do. And I listened to stupid shit like shaming tactics from guys like Dan Evan Sharp and Alpha Most Strategy talk all this stupid shit and the Red Man Goop. Now, they weren't around back then, but essentially the same shit they say is what I was fucking told over 10 years ago and throughout my life. And men are being told to this day by men because the biggest shamers of men are fucking men. Fuck these cucks. Stop listening to these pseudo-fake-ass alphas. They're talking big games on the internet. We don't know what the fuck their girls look like. Not one of these motherfuckers showed a girl. Yeah, we know what fucking homeboy's girl look like, but just her body, because her face is always blurred out. She could have a goddamn swamp monster face, for all we know. Which is neither here nor there. I don't want to insult that woman. I'm sure they have a stable relationship. But you have to think about this. And I'll, back on the industries real quick. I, I'm going. I'm kind of rambling, so y'all forgive me. This is an all-over-the-place episode, but, but here's the thesis. Let's, let's just get back on what I was talking about. Okay. Divorce court. Now, I heard... Actually, I don't... Fuck being heard. I know that they take a... I don't know exactly the exact number, but they do take a... They slice, they slice off the top for every dollar that's exchanged via alimony, child support divorce lawyers, but there are fucking big-ass office buildings called child support enforcement. There are, this is a business. This shit is a business. And back when I was talking about real estate, um, just one little nugget on that. Real estate is the most sexist shit I've ever fucking seen. Now, before you like, wait, what does that mean? How? How? A man owns a a man does not own a house unless you are single or unmarried. If you purchase a house while married, you don't own it. The house will always, 100% of the time, the woman always gets the house. Always. Fuck real estate. Fuck it. If you want to invest and try to make, what's the word? Not discretionary. Uh, passive income via real estate, by all means, but just to quote-unquote go get a family home, all that other shit, everything you do as a man is sacrificial, it's not for you, stop being, and that's human, H-U, capital M-A-N, YouTuber, did a video called Don't Be the Hero, and that's what men are trained to do, we as men are trained that that's our life, our job, our goal, our instincts are telling us, you exist to go out there, find a woman, have kids with her, and do everything you can to fund their lives, and blah, 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 blah. That for your kids, I get that. That is noble. But everything else is about her. As a matter of fact, women try to minimalize 
what the kids consume as far as resources just so they can suck, soak it up themselves. They're always taking care of themselves. I've, there are many people who have been in long-term relationships will tell you the same fucking thing, that women will do all this crazy shit and fucking feed their kids junk food. The reason women feed their kids junk food is not because they want their kids to have a bunch of bullshit. They want to do it the easiest, fastest way possible to take care of that shit so they can get back to focusing on themselves because women have a fucking solipsistic nature. Now, excuse me. Excuse the rant. So, I talked about real estate. I talked about family courts. I talked about the jewelry industry. I want to also talk about how the state, through commercialization, through programming, through the way that they got these little girls being raised, through the school system, the state has a vested interest in liberalism. Even if we have a right-wing government at the time, currently we don't. We have a right-wing, quote-unquote, pseudo-right-wing corporatist executive branch. Maybe some of the Senate. Most of the Senate, I think, right now. The House is all left-leaning, mostly left-leaning right now. Um, the judicial's kind of half and half. Either or, the right is letting this radical leftism fester because, at the end of the day, they know they have a vested interest in it and they benefit from it, too, because they're two sides of the same coin. Gynocentrism is traditionalism and fatalism on one side and the other. But the government particularly the right-wing government doesn't give a shit that all these universities are preaching socialism and all this crazy feminism shit and the future women to be predatory and to prey on men and to prey on men and to prey on men because that's all they fucking want to do but they're also preying on men whilst also preying on their jobs so now they want women the main reason that the government loves that and the right is silent on it is because women aren't good with money i'm not being sexist that wasn't uh some crazy statement they literally suck with fucking money and why i talk about that and this is the baseline. This is the foundation of this episode. There's a reason the world wants women to get a hold of men's resources or just give them the jobs that men had. And now they're doing all this female empowerment shit to get make sure that they're in the seats that men are. It's because men weren't spending the money that women that women do. Men, and I as a man can contest to this. I've had times, and I've spoken on it, I've had times where I was single where I have, I had, I've had thousands in savings, thousands in my account, tens of thousands in fucking bonds and shit. All of those things went away when I got into relationships. Now that's my own fault. That's me being a bitch. And this is me telling you guys not to do that shit. But just to end it real quick, I'm I'm, I'm done. But you don't think, now, granted, a lot of these things can be contrived as some type of conspiracy theory, etc., but please believe me that why the fuck wouldn't the government have a vested interest in getting money out of men's pockets and into women's hands? Because women are impulsive and it's easier for them to manipulate women. Why do you think there's a, the transaction between the mechanic and the woman is different than tra- the mechanic and the man? It's not sexism. It's women have this nature. They want everything to feel good. They're solipsistic. They don't think. It's about feeling. They're like you know, you all see the movie Bird Box with the blindfold. That is essentially a microcosm of what a woman's life is. It's to blindfold herself, not see anything around her, not notice what the fuck reality is, not know what the hell's going on in the world around her, and try to feel her way through the world. And that's all I wanted to say. I'm not... You can. You can call me all the names you want to call me. We just had a big comment about why the incel is being used as a derogatory term today in a bunch of uh, the MakeTop Facebook groups I was in. And I've already broken that down. But 
go ahead and call me those things. I know how people are. You don't want to listen to anything, and that, that all is just the foundation of intellectual cowardice. But those of you who stayed and can interpret what I'm saying and hear the passion in my voice and understand that, yes, as emotional as I critique women for being, there was some emotion in that rant, but I was trying to keep it factual because there's things that I've experienced and things that I know men experienced. I know a lot of married and ex-married men. I know divorced men whose lives are in shambles, and I'm only taking their experiences under my own when I have these discussions and I make these episodes, and those are who I make these episodes for. But more importantly, I'm making it for you guys that haven't done this shit yet, and I am begging you. I am begging you. You can't see me right now, but I'm on my knees, and I am begging you not to make these mistakes, particularly you black men. Don't do this shit. I'm out.